So I, I don't I don't doubt that these kids know. Yeah. Like I'm sure the Creighton kids are like, oh, like we're expected to blow the fuck out of these kids. But then pause. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Welcome back to the dojo. We're here again back on the couches. Uh, by the time you're hearing this, the Thursday games will have already been played, which means we have the Friday games to look forward to. So we're going to talk through that. We've got some great questions on the docket. Um, but Trent, how you doing, man? I'm good. I'm good. Glad to be back. I feel like my favorite part about our conversations outside of the couch is when you tell me what went wrong the night before. So I'm just going to give you an opportunity to tell me what, what went wrong last night on Wednesday. What went wrong? Well, the National Blowout Association strikes again. <laughs> uh, we, I did pop my cherry with a uh, re, uh, prize picks reboot. You ever had one of those no, yet? No, what is that? When, you, when like Joel Embiid doesn't play the second half, he doesn't come back. Oh, so they it. right. They just yeah. added that. Yeah, where if there's just, like an injury in the first half. Yep. Yep. So that happened, um, which I would have hit a super goat if he would have played. He was definitely going to hit. Yeah. He was soaring over. But yeah, it's always something. Always, always something. something. Always something. What else happened? USA losing the World Baseball Classic. That was tough. Yeah. Should, should we talk about that? That was real tough. I mean, How did we lose to Japan? Uh, our pitching, bro. If we would have, if we have our pitching, like if we have our best guys in the league p- playing in this game. Or in the whole tournament, it would be, we'd shut them out every fucking game. But we got scrubs out there coming out. If of you're Mike Trout, how do you not hit Shohei for the win? <laughs> I mean, that was like the that was like the tenth time in Mike Trout's career that he had three swinging strikes on a strikeout. I mean, no, Shohei was dealing. Yeah, like I those mean, pitches were dirty. Shohei is him uh, at the plate on the mound, regardless. That's why he's in the goat whale. Um, <laughs> But yeah, shout out Shohei. He's a he's a one of a kind. Um, so that happened. I jinxed the U.S. Should have took Japan. I was on the U.S. too, though. Yeah. Do you bring the medal to the locker room if you're Shohei? Like, what in the Angels locker room? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, sure. you I would struck too. Out Mike Trout on three pitches, absolutely. Yeah, but Mike Trout's in the locker room. Yeah. Do you I, think I, Do you I, think that would be like a spot of contention where Mike's like, dude, get that shit out of here? <laughs> no, I think that he would. I I don't think he'd really get that pissed about it i mean he's fucking mike trout but uh no shohei earned that shit he led his team to a fucking world title so shout out shohei and it was interesting to see like he obviously he's the captain of the team you know he, he did the the pregame speech in the locker room kind that of was the, so sick yeah i don't know if you saw that that was like dude that gave me goosebumps the I don't know sentiment what he's the sentiment of like oh you didn't you didn't see it translated i mean i saw it translated but i was just more so looking at like his he's just such a great leader like, it's awesome. It was awesome to see. Unbelievable. Yeah. That was what I took away from it, too, is, like, the power he had while speaking. But yeah. then also the message. Like, what a great message yeah, coming no, in. Read the message. It was like, Being we like, can't overlook. Or what was it? It was, we, we've we admired them forever. Yeah. But let's take one game where we don't admire them yes. and realize that we belong on the same field and that we could win this game. So, so let's leave the admiration at the door, basically. And when you think about, you know, U.S. athletics – baseball and basketball are kind of the two sports where everyone else kind of looks to us right um on that national stage soccer we kind of look outward yeah. so it's interesting to kind of see a country get ready for a finals against us and kind of be like listen we've admired them like these are guys that you admire these are guys that you watch like but let's put that to the side and realize that we can go go win this game yeah. and then to go win that game i mean incredible stuff no he's he's dope i mean he's like ichiro was like a god during his prime over there and and now shohei is you know that new wave he's kind of like the messy of fucking japan mm. dude i saw a video of messi like trying to go out dude that, that video dude 
That's like, holy fuck, bro. Dude, he goes back to Buenos Aires, Argentina and tries to go out. And it literally looked like a stampede. Like, like Coachella. Like literally looked like Coachella <laughs> outside like a restaurant, dude. Uh, before we get into March Madness shit, um, our TFM goat whale had a small scare with Arenado during the World Baseball Classic, but uh, MRIs came back negative, which That's is huge. That's fucking massive. Massive. Having $1,000 on that and like the possibility of injuries on the horizon is one of the scariest things I've ever done. <laughs> like, we were on the airplane. I'm like, Mikey, dude. <laughs> you were like, I have awful news. <laughs> and I was just like, what, please, for the love of God, like, just you need to tell me. And you are like, Arnold got hit in the hand. <laughs> I know, dude. It's the fucking. Like, no, worst. dude. Speaking of goat whales, I mean, Luca. Yeah, it's chalk. Luca's probably yeah, going to chalk good. our goat whale. We have two green gobbies with Austin Reeves, who is in demon mode right now. Demon. Uh, such a goat. Dropping 20 on a nightly basis at this point with LeBron out. And then um, Josh Giddy with two triple doubles up to this point. Luca only has what do we have thirty point games or is it yeah thirty plus he only has three thirty point games and he's missed he's missed quite a few games and he's probably gonna he came back last night so he's probably gonna be playing the rest of the season which is gonna fuck us for our DMP and he's just not playing well like I no. think we're starting to find out that Luca doesn't play well with other kids in terms of like having another superstar on his team yeah like maybe adding Kyrie was a bad move because he just doesn't look the same now I mean. Kyrie obviously have blown has blown two game winners now that should have been Lucas. I mean it's Lucas team, but um dude, I, I feel are the Phillies gonna win it all like really quickly? Because watching like Trey Turner, I went through their batting order with some of the some of my friends. Schwarber, Castellanos, Turner, Real Muto, Harper. Bryce Harper. Like, are they gonna win it all? They definitely have what it takes for sure. I hate as a Dodger supporter uh, losing Trey Turner. Like, how do you let him leave? I don't know. How do you let him leave? I don't know. He's Especially with the money in baseball. Like, dude, wh- how do you not pay that man? Watch him in the World Baseball Classic. I was like, this is like, he might be a top five baseball player right now. No, he definitely is. Uh, he's such a beast. He does everything on the field, defensively, on the bases, at the plate. Uh, the Phillies definitely have what it takes to win. And I know they're hungry, especially after coming off last year's loss to the Astros. They definitely have what it takes. And I'll say they're better than the Dodgers, that's for damn sure. The only response I got was pitching. Not great in Philadelphia. I mean, they got Nola. That's what I said. They got Wheeler. Syndergaard, right? They got Syndergaard. They got guys. They got no, guys. they got guys. The bullpen could be a question mark. But okay. they, they've got what it takes to get there. So, we'll yeah. see. Um. Before we get in, into the March Madness talk, I did want to, um, or should we do it after March Madness, the question I had before? What do you want to do first? I forget what question. The Sweet 16. Oh, no, let's do it after. Let's do it after? Okay. Um, so let's jump into the March. We got four games coming up on today, Friday, when you guys get this episode. Let's just go game by game. I just want to hear your take, and then let, let's, just, let's just chat about them. San Diego State plays Alabama. The spread is minus seven and a half. Jeebus. This is a San Diego State team that you watch pretty closely during the tournament because you bet on them twice. Yes. So what, what? how do you feel about this game? We didn't really get a good look at Alabama because I feel like those games are on the back burner because there's two blowouts. So uh, This game's going under. I'll tell you that right now. Okay. San Diego is a very slow-paced team, and they keep the tempo defensively. I think that they're going to stay this game, stay close in this game. And keep uh, within the spread. It's going to go under. I can see this one being a close game. 
I do. I like the plus seven and a half for San Diego. Do they win? No. My only thing with this one is I actually don't see it being close. Really? And I'll say why, which I think my reason why I don't see it being close is why it actually could be close because of what you said. I think this is the best team in college basketball, bar none, Alabama. I really do. I don't think there's a team. I really do think it's Alabama and then three steps down and then every other one seed, honestly. Like even looking at Houston playing with a semi-hurt um, Marcus Sasser looks like a, a team that should be like a three or four seed to me. Yeah. Um, and a team that can have their best player, Brandon Miller, drop zero points and still blow out a very good mid-major team, um, that says a lot. Why I think this game won't be close. San Diego State and the Mountain West play ugly, ugly basketball. So ugly. Alabama, if you give them an inch, they take a mile. If Alabama scores the ball like the way they've been scoring the ball, I fear for San Diego State's well-being because... Watching those two games with you guys and sweating San Diego State for you, not necessarily having money on it, that team goes through droughts, dude. Where it'll be five minutes, but their defense is kind of keeping them in the game. Yeah. I don't think they've ever seen a team like Alabama. Yeah. Alabama doesn't go through droughts. Yeah. Alabama doesn't let up the gas pedal at all. But I think to your point, San Diego State has made a almost a um, has made a point of slowing these games down and bringing kind of controlling that tempo. My only thing is if Alabama controls this tempo, this game is over in the first half. And I don't even believe Agreed. first halves matter. Agreed. Um, but that, that, that would be my take on this w, game. I like the take that W take W take for sure. But seven is so many points. There's a lot of points. And I don't know how many favorites we've seen cover big spreads outside of Alabama yeah, in that first many. round. I haven't seen too many. Um, a game that I'm very excited for, Miami versus Houston. I'm going to be all over the Hurricanes plus seven. I don't blame you at all. I don't. I mean, I'm a Cougars supporter, but having money on the Cougars so far has been an absolute fucking sweat. Uh, who'd they play last round? Auburn. They were down 10 at Auburn or against Auburn. And I kind of thought we were cookie. Mm. I did. They just didn't I look did like too. they had life. Uh, then they came storming back in the second half and secured the Bozo pack. They <laughs> secured the Bozo pack. <laughs> uh, but I don't know. Seven and a half is a lot to lay with the Cougs right now. Miami's playing good ball. And my only my only worry here um, for the Miami bet is honestly size, right? I mean, Houston's got that center rotation that we've seen. It's probably one of the best in the tournament, right? I mean, we thought Arizona had a great rotation of big men, but they got botted by a bunch of kids that go to an Ivy League school. Hey, shit. <laughs> Um, but my only problem is the size here for Miami. I think they're going to get out rebounded, which is going to be a problem. And I do think that if Miami doesn't force them out of the paint, it's going to be a very long day for Miami on, on Friday. Going into this next game. But on the opposite side of the coin, I don't think Houston can handle their guards, which is why I like Miami. I think guard play March. You saw Marquise Noel just by himself beat Kentucky. Isaiah Wong and Nigel Pack are two guys that I'd put my faith into against any team in the country. So if we keep the Cougs out of the paint and let our guards do what they do best, I think Miami has a very good chance of not only covering but will winning be, this game. Will you be on their ML? I will be a sprinkle on the ML, but I'm going to mainly be on that seven and a half because that feels like too many points. Yeah, I don't blame you at all. I like the bet. Like the bet. Princeton Creighton. You know, I don't know my my East Coast shit. I don't fuck with Creighton. Mm. 
Uh, Princeton, however, is the reason you're going to a Waffle House. Which we're so. doing on Monday, by the way. <laughs> Let's go. I'm doing it on Monday. I talked to Nick about it. We're going to do it on Monday. So if you guys are watching this on Friday, Monday will be the Waffle House bit. Wow, you ready it for It sucks that? that I just get roped into this either way. But I don't think you have to stay there the whole time, but no, I would I'm like you there for the first day. Waffle. I would hope you know. Because, dude, <laughs> I didn't know how big Waffle House waffles are. When I go to Waffle oh, House, fucked, I get bro. like... The, the the belly buster meal that's like two pancakes the eggs and the home fries and the bacon and it's I called can, the all-star i can put that away but dude i didn't know the waffles are the size of a plate and i yeah. already don't eat a lot no you're not a big eater at all like if this was me going it, it would suck but like i would i'd power through because in my head i was like i'm thinking of like belgian waffles like dude i could put eight or nine of those yeah. away and then just chill like no. i might not get through three yeah, that's tough, bro. That's tough. Like, it's so much waffle. You're going to have to eat a Shenandoah or take a chop or something. Oh, yeah, dude. I might have to take some performance enhancers. <laughs> no, that's, that's actually a great penalty. That's allowed. That's definitely allowed. Is that, that's got to be allowed. I'll let that be allowed. We'll take, a, we'll take a, 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 a pack of pure Shenandoahs. I also don't know if it's better to, like, not eat. I'm not going to eat all Sunday. Because then if you just shove pancakes or waffles, you know, down your throat fast... You're gonna get so full. Do so I have to fast. train the stomach? You think start so eating a that, lot? I don't know, dude. We gotta like look that up. I either need to go in drunk so that I just start pounding food because when I'm drunk, I eat and just start like munching food. Take a rip in the parking lot, or just go in stone cold sober and try to see how many waffles I can get. I think there. I think performance enhancing drugs slash alcohol is definitely the move. Yeah. Does Waffle House sell liquor? Dude, if know. they sell liquor, that'd be know. huge. It'd have to be liquor. I can't drink beer, so it'd have to be like shots. Yeah, no, 100%. So not to take up any room in some the tummy. Some shots and some Shenandoahs, you should be high. All right. Yeah, I think I'm going to do that. But Princeton plus 10, question marks? You're the CBB guru. Princeton is going to get fucked in the street. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that in the most disrespectful Wait, way possible. Wait, going far? Yeah. Even outside of that. This is going to be a fucking bloodbath. Like an actual bloodbath. I don't remember who Princeton played in the first round. Was it Arizona? Yeah. Arizona was the most fraudulent team in college basketball all year. Krabs was saying it. I was fading Arizona. They were not good. And I think Princeton just happened to have a center that could stop them. Mizzou has zero big men and just relies on either being the hottest shooting team in the country or the worst. So Princeton, I think, got lucky again. This is, and they happen to catch Mizzou on an off day. This is going to be a dicking. Like, I'm taking Creighton minus 10. I'm taking Creighton minus 9.5. Whatever the spread is, this is going to get out of hand for Princeton, I think. I don't think they have an answer for Kalkbrenner. They're playing probably the best guards they're going to play all tournament. And I think the, the story is starting to run out for them against a really, really, really good Creighton team who hasn't looked bad yet. Creighton hasn't looked bad yet. Every team, every game that everyone's like, all right, this is where we fade Creighton. Oh, this is where we fade Creighton. They haven't looked bad yet, and I think this this game's going to get bad for Princeton. Okay. I can get behind a minus but 10. Are you, I feel like the Bozo Pack, you're going to put like plus 10. No, 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 no. no. I, I like to listen to your opinions. I trust yours way more than mine right now especially this deep in march uh and i would love to hear your opinion on this next game texas savior i mean don't give me a biased take please it's gotta be xavier dude 
And it's not bias. I think with the points, you take Xavier here. No, man. And I'll tell you why. I'm either going to look like a genius when this episode airs, or I'm going to look like a fucking bozo. They almost lost to fucking Kennesaw. Okay. I love that. I, that's what I want people to be thinking going into this game. I want people going into this game going, they play Kennesaw State, and they only won by three points. They only won by four points. Xavier was the second-best three-point shooting team in the country. The country. And they didn't make one, right? The second-best second three-point shooting team in the country. They didn't make a single three in the first half, and I think they made two in the second half. And they were down 12, 15 points at one point, 10 points, came all the way back and won without hitting threes. And they're the second-best team in the country at shooting threes. I think any other team in March Madness that's the second-best shooting team in the country gets blown out by 20 that game to Kennesaw State. Coming back and winning down 15, it doesn't matter – where Kennesaw State plays, being down that deficit, not being able to hit the shot that you're known for, um, and then coming back and winning that game. And what was their response to the game after that? They came out and beat the doors, like the literal doors. It wasn't like a hard matchup, but they beat the doors off of Pitt, who, by the way, Pitt's a great team. Yeah, I um, watched that game for a second. Pitt, sneaky, stole a lot of coin this year from a lot of people. Uh, I think they're one of the better teams in the ACC, but they came out and beat the dog shit out of Pitt. Um, Texas really struggles with size. Lauren says it all the time. They saw, they struggle with size. The guy that brought them back in both games is Jack Nungy. He's like 7'3". Mm-hmm. I think Texas is going to have one of their hardest matchups. I think Xavier is a matchup nightmare. And I think a lot of people are going to do what you're doing and go, they almost lost to Kennesaw State. They beat Pitt by a lot, but Pitt's not that great. Texas is asserting their dominance over good teams. This line opened at five and a half. It's down to four now. Mm. In a game like this, where the line's not going to move that much to have a whole point and a half come off towards Xavier. I don't love to look at lines, but that just tells me that this is going to be a matchup nightmare for them. And by the way, Texas's guards are great. Marcus Carr, um, Serge Ibari Rice. I mean, you're playing, you're playing in a, a Big East guard core of Soli Boom, Adam Kunkel, guys that have gone to war with some of the best guards in the country in the Big East. So I'm not really worried about their guard play. Um, and Texas gives you a lot of good looks, man. If you watch that Penn State game, Penn State only lost that game because they weren't knocking down shots. They were getting Funk was getting looks from beyond the arc that were, it looked like they were handing it to them. Mm-hmm. If you give if you give the Xavier Musketeers looks like that from beyond the arc, this is the second best three point shooting team in the country. They're not gonna miss for long. Um, so I love the plus four. I'm definitely taking the money line. I think this game is gonna be a game that is gonna surprise a lot of people. Or I'm gonna be completely wrong. And Texas comes out and is good and is as good as everyone thinks Texas is, and they do something that the Longhorns never do, and they come through for people. But I'm telling you right now, the Big East has the most teams in March left for a reason. That's not by chance that they have the most teams left. Um, and it, it's a conference that I don't underestimate them. And I think a lot of people are coming and going, Texas I have in my Final Four. Texas I have in my National Championship game. And this is just not a matchup I would want if I'm Texas this deep in the season. So out of these four games, if you had to pick one to be a five-unit whale, would it be Xavier plus four? Xavier plus four or Bama minus seven and a half would be my two that on this board I would live and die with for – Sure. Okay. With the points, probably Xavier plus four. Yeah. Really, not Creighton. 
No, Creighton, because it's just a lot of points. They could win that game by nine and feel comfortable. You could get a three-pointer at the end from Princeton when they're up 13 and you don't cover because you have 10. Um, but, you know, Xavier – I would probably buy the hook for Xavier plus four and a half just in case. Um, maybe even buy it down to three and a half, but I wouldn't want push potential in a game like this just because I feel like if I was right, I want to be right. I don't want to be, like, right and then get my money back because I didn't take the hook. By the way – they definitely know the spreads going into the games. Now that I think about it, thinking about the apps, they definitely go look at apps. No, yeah. See this lineups, see – I'm sure they have their own way of looking at lineups and shit, but – Or even if you're in the locker room, like, yo, who did they play last round? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, and it's right there in front of your face. The spread's right fucking there. Well, he said that for – or when we did the interview, on ESPN, they see it but then forget yeah. about it. Uh, but I don't game. actually doubt that they forget. Because if you think about, like, the one thing we we forgot to ask him that I, I had in the back of my head that I didn't write down, I'm frustrated I didn't write it down, was you think about the process as they go through on game day, they don't have their phone. I remember talking to Jared Bynum after the interview a little bit, and he was just like, on game day, like, I'm not, I don't check my phone until after the game, even from when we wake up. Because they wake up, it's like you wake up, you have team meeting, you have breakfast, you have a walkthrough, you have a practice, you have lunch, you have another walkthrough, and then you're at the stadium, you're having your pregame dinner, then you're walking on the floor, you're warming up. So I don't doubt that they know the spread before every game, but I'm, I actually wouldn't be surprised if you completely forget it once game day comes around. So I, I, don't, I don't doubt that these kids know. Yeah. Like I'm sure the Creighton kids are like, oh, like we're expected to blow the fuck out of these kids. But then pause. <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, but I think they I think you forget right yeah. like on game day it's probably means more like but the apps thing is a great point mm -hmm. even like a bracket I wonder if they fill out brackets like you think Creighton's like oh my god this is I perfect for my doubt it. doubt it no you don't think they fill out brackets no I'd for sure fill out a bracket I'd be like we're winning it all <laughs> and then I'd be like alright we're getting Princeton that's fucking huge <laughs> um, no yeah but I think this Friday I think Friday's gonna be better than Thursday because I think oh I was about to say something that I was really hot take that I don't know if I necessarily... Oh, no, you know, I'll say it with confidence. I think your national champion plays on Friday. Really? Yeah, I think your national champion of this year's March Madness plays on Friday. So, Bama. I think there's more... to. I think Creighton could win the championship this year. I think Houston could win the championship this year. I think Bama could win it. If Xavier beats Texas and they beat them firmly... That's another team I could see it. If Texas beats Xavier firmly, that's another team I could see it. But when I jump to Thursday's games that are already going to happen, um, I have a future on Kansas State, but uh, like looking at the field now and the way they're playing, I don't necessarily know if they could win it. Um, I don't think Arkansas or UConn could win it. I don't think Effie or Tennessee win it. I think maybe Gonzaga could win it. So I really think your national championship plays your national champion plays on Friday. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right about that. Um, but dude, I'm, I'm excited for these games. What would be your favorite game? Cause obviously, you know, you're kind of starting to get into college basketball a little bit as we're getting into March looking at this board, what would be your favorite game? Just kind of as a Friday's games. Yeah. They're all really good to be honest. Um, I think that Houston Miami game is going to be a dog fight. Mm. It's going to be way closer than a seven and a half point spread. I believe, uh, one I'm most excited for is probably Xavier, Texas, mm. just cause you know, I know Lauren's always fucking geeking when the Longhorns are playing. And uh, she's a trip to be around when they're on. And I'm going to be in Austin this weekend. Really? Yeah. I think I'm going to be doing a sweat with her on stream. So I, I think I'm going to be doing like a bit of like, I'm going like I'm going to be in Austin. I'm going to be like, I'm going to be the only kid betting on Xavier. And in <laughs> we're going to like a University of Texas bar because we're going down there because um, one of my buddies went to UT and he was like, dude, we should go down to Austin for the game. 
And I was like, yeah, all right. So, like, a bunch of us got, like, a hotel, and we're going to go down there. And he was like, yeah, we're going to go to, like, my favorite UT bar for the game. And I already told everyone that I have Xavier, so I'm going to do, like, a bit on, like, on like the internet of, like, I'm going to be in a UT bar rooting for Xavier. It's going to be, like, such a bit. But I'm going to tell everyone I'm on Texas, and then, like, when something happens for Xavier, just be like, fucking go, boys. That'll be fun. No, I'm, I'm really excited for that one. 845. You and Lauren should totally do a sweat. That'd be Get hysterical. Get in with the Longhorns. ML likely will be my situation. Mm. So. I don't hate it, you know? And I feel like if I was putting a Bozo pack together, Bama money line. Miami plus 10. Tease that. Yep. Tease that up to 15. Actually, dude, a fucking a little, t- a little dude. I'm going to be honest. A little bozo tease could really get the job done. You go Alabama. Let's do a three-point tease. Alabama minus four and a half. Miami plus 10 and a half. Creighton. I would even be fine with taking Princeton up to 13 and a half. And then you take Xavier to seven and a half. That tease would pay. Shit's gonna full fade. I want a I want a sixteen point teaser. <laughs> Alabama plus three and a half. Houston plus six and a half. Creighton plus one and a half. And Xavier plus twenty and a half. That shit pays, dude. I miss my NFL bozo. I do too, bro. I just miss sitting down on like a Sunday, just being so hungover, and you just being like, Jags plus thirty-one. I got the bozo back. Like, all right, feed me it. Over 28. <laughs> we got the Jags plus 31 and a half. We got the over in the Ravens game at 15 and a half. <laughs> We've got the Chiefs at a pick em. And it's 9-9. Nine, nine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Literally, it's 9-9. Nine, nine. Um, all right, so I wanted to do this fun question that I saw on the internet. Um, and I, I want everyone's answer in the room. The worst... NBA player in the league that you think could take, let's say, a Furman to the Sweet 16? Mike Muscala. No. <laughs> like, just... No, dude. Dude, he is wet from three. He's very large. But, like, Sweet 16. <laughs> Mike Muscala Muspis. Like, are you going to die on the Mike Muscala hill? I think, I think he's leading him to a Sweet 16, dude. I truly do. Okay, 6'11". Give me, like, the pitch. He's on Furman. Mike Muscal on Furman. He's 6'11". Yeah. And can hit deep threes. He can also back you down in the paint. He can score. He can get to the rack. You know, he's not a flashy player, but he's been a role guy for a long time now. Mm. Um, okay. He's bound, He's playing a role in the Celtics right now. He's... Doing great at it. Averaging five points, three, which is five points and three rebounds. That's like, you know, a role NBA player that if you saw in college, you might be like, holy shit. Yeah. I mean, he had a much larger role earlier in his career. Yeah, I remember that. was very wet. Where did he go to school? Um, I don't know if he was a school guy. I think he did. I think he did. I don't know what, don't know. why something's telling me Michigan. Mm, I could be check. so wrong. Let me check. Could be very wrong. We're going to put the floor at Udonis Haslam, though. Bucknell. Bucknell, not even close. So could he have taken Bucknell to the Sweet 16? <laughs> As, and we'll, like put he, them, we'll put them at their best or how they're playing right now? No, I don't think Mike Muscala is taking Bucknell to the Sweet 16. Let's okay, so, so are you out on Mike Muscala? I think I am. Okay. I think I am. But so let's set the parameters. Dude, the, floor, the floor will be Udonis Haslam. Dude, Udonis Haslam? The floor, I'm saying, of the worst player in the NBA. I think Udonis Haslam 
He's a dog. And I, right now, he's 45 and doesn't play. That's the worst player in the NBA. I think he's taking you to the Sweet 16. Right now? Yeah. No, he's not. <laughs> he's way bigger than everybody on the floor. Jack Nungy would put that kid in a headlock. I was thinking Jimmer for that, but he's not currently in the NBA. Not currently in the NBA. But, all right, so who's the worst player in the NBA? The worst player. He's 50 years old. <laughs> the floor is Udonis Haslam. Like, this conversation, I don't know who you put below him. Who would I put below Udonis Haslam? Dude, he doesn't do yeah, anything. I don't know. It's don't Udonis. Know. There's definitely worse players. I just, like, can't think of them. We'll yet. say the best, Giannis. Okay. So, in the tier, we talked about, I think Austin Reeves could take a team to the Sweet 16. I think he'd take a team to a Final Four right now. Uh, yeah, he With would. the way he's playing. He would. Um, My guy, I was trying to think about it. I was going to say Buddy Heald, but I think he might be too good. Buddy Heald's too good, bro. He was good enough. So, what are we setting at? Like, you have to average 10 points or less in the NBA? Because, like, 15 feels, like, low for the NBA, but Buddy Heald could probably win a national championship right now. Is Killian Hayes taking you to the finals? Or to the Sweet 16. Okay, so younger guys. I mean, everyone's everyone bitches at Killian Hayes all the time. Killian Hayes, I think he could. I think he could take you to the Sweet 16. I think he could. Because he's one of those guys where, didn't he just have like a 30-point game? Yeah. <laughs> 20. I get it twisted. 20 points. So, game. one of those guys, if you could put up 20 in an NBA game, I think you, could, you have a really good chance of taking your team. Yeah. I'm going to go... See, I was trying to think. I think Frank Atilakina, someone that's kind of a role player. Like, is he still in the league? Yeah, he's. I think he's on the Mavericks now. I haven't heard that name. In really so good at defense. Was a lottery pick. I think Frank Atilakina could probably get you to a Sweet Sixteen. Also, like, put these guys in like an open gym. Oh, the worst guy, bro. They're unbelievable, dude. They're unbelievable. So, like, no question. Don't let the talent around the NBA distract you from the fact that some of these guys, like a Mike Muscala, are just water. Yeah, no, that's true. Like, Mike Muscala, now that you say it, he could probably go deeper than a Sweet 16. Go to LA Fitness with Mike Muscala. He's dropping 40. Bowl, bowl right now. You think he gets to a Sweet 16? Yeah, I do. Okay. I do. How do you guard bowl, bowl as a college kid? Hmm. I'm trying to really think. Like, I don't think you could. I don't think you could scheme for the way Bull Bull plays now. I don't think you could scheme for in college. And you got to think about how different the college game is. Like, the three is a little bit closer. So, like, any guy that's automatic from like Reggie Bullock, you think he could take a team to a Sweet 16? Yes. I feel like he'd be go down in history as like a goat. Reggie Bullock's taking you. I feel yeah. like most of the guys in the NBA could. Like, I was looking up worst players in the NBA. They have like Doug McDermott. Oh, I mean, Dougie he's, buckets. he's going to a Sweet 16. Was, yeah, Doug McDermott's West. He went to a Sweet 16. Went, yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> he's, he's ranked as like currently one of the worst players in the NBA. Danny Green. I don't think so. Yes. No, yes, I don't think Danny. so. He's an NBA champion. But right now, I'm saying Danny Green right now. I don't think Danny Green Danny takes Green you to a Sweet 16. is taking you to the Sweet 16. On a mid-major. On a mid-major, remember. Danny Green. Dude, I think Reggie Bullock. Reggie Bullock. looks like Russell Westbrook out there. Danny Green? Yeah. yeah. Russell Drive Westbrook. Rack. He can't drive to the rack. He but sits he, in the corner. But Alex he would. But he would. Alex Russo, absolutely. No. Yes. No. All right, fine. I'll give you Alex Russo. Dude, you're, again. But you got to think Sweet 16, like, you, they might play Bama in the second round. I mean, it also depends. Like, they could play a really good team. So they have to be able to beat the best of the best in college to get to a Sweet 16. You're beating a really good team. Can Alex Russo beat a really good team? Yeah. In college. Yeah, you're probably right. Pat Beverly right now. Yes. 
Pat Bev would make those. Yeah, he might. Dude. Hell. He might. Lou Dort. Yes, Lou Dort. But I think we're missing like Cam Reddish. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Just because the three-point line is closer, I feel like guys like Cam Reddish would eat. Stephen Adams. Not even a question. Zach Eady though. Stephen Adams is not Zach Eady. But I'm saying, but I'm saying, <laughs> all you're getting is that height. Stephen Adams <laughs> is. Oh my God, that's disrespectful, bro. Stephen, if you're watching, bro. But it would be the same college <laughs> DNA. Stephen Adams is a monster. Zach Eady is baby shit. All right, I got one. I have the perfect one. Thanasis Antetokounmpo. Ooh. No shot he's getting to the Sweet 16. I don't think he's getting there. He's not getting yeah. there, dude. I could be... We could be just so off, and the comments are going to be fucking flaming us for these takes. I think we are not... Like, DeAndre Alex Caruso Jordan. felt like a stretch. DeAndre Jordan? He's going to yeah, win the whole damn thing, he might dog. eat. He might. But a current, though. In the college basketball they play today where you kind of have to have a little bit of a jumper, he might not. But Zach Eady didn't have a jumper, and he lost to FDU. <laughs> Dude, but Zach Eady ain't DeAndre Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that those two names are in the same <laughs> sentence are, is so disrespectful Zach Eady. to DeAndre Jordan's work. For, pl- right. for plus minus, the Nana Santacanumpo is uh, rated as the third worst player in the NBA currently. Really? No, he's not going. I've never even seen No him shot he's going, though. No. There's no way he's taking him to a Sweet 16. No, he's losing the first round. That's the one that I can get behind. All right, so I'm going to go through prize picks, low point totals, and you tell me if they're getting the Sweet 16. Gary Harris. I don't think so. He probably is. I think you're just saying that because no, it's the probably, NBA. No, dude, but you're also forgetting they're in the NBA. They're there because they're fucking at the top of their game. Right. Josh Hart. Yeah. Yeah, dude. He yes. might go. He might win it all by himself now. Absolutely. Um, Mitchell Robinson. I don't think so. He seems like a very average college power forward. I think he's. Uh, I, f- I don't fuck with the Knicks, bro. Fuck him. He ain't making it. <laughs> <laughs> Better question Donovan Mitchell, can he win it all by himself? Yes. Okay. I can't believe I just pondered that. Yeah, that was wild that Josh you took Giddy. that long. Cameron Johnson. He's wet. Yeah. He's wet. Okay. Yeah. Karis Levert. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, dude. I don't know. The Sweet 16 is not... All right, Ricky Rubio. No. I mean, Stop. he's not a guy that's going to lead you anywhere. He's going to be... He's a guy that's going to be a that's piece. That's what I'm saying. A mid-major Ricky Rubio Sweet 16? No. Okay, no. good. Isaac Okoro, the lowest point value I've seen yet on this board. What is it? Four and a half? Five and a half. Five and a half. <laughs> no. No, I don't think no. so either. Josh Giddy. Yeah. He could win it all. Josh Giddy. I think he could win it all. And he's only 20, so he's going up against guys his age. Especially the way he plays, too. It's like built for college. He's disgusting. Dennis Smith Jr. Yeah. I think so, too. Yeah. It's so hard for me to look Maxie at these. Maxie fucking Kleber. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'd like to think he loses in the first round. He loses in the first round. You know what? No, he splashes a three and sucks your heart out. Gets past the first round. <laughs> And then loses in the round of 32 because there's no way he's making a Sweet 16. he goes 0 for 8 from 3 in the next game. All right, so let's go next question. The best mid-tier NBA player that you you think could win a national championship for you in college? Mid-tier? So let's go, like, I put Buddy Heald mid-tier. Josh Giddey. Josh Giddey? You think could win you a national champion? Yeah. 
I'm gonna go Buddy. Buddy I feel like Heels. Buddy could just, just like he was in college, ten times better now though. Could lit- win a national championship, I think, with ease in college right now. Even playing for like a Furman. Yeah. Like I wouldn't see him struggling even against like a Bama. Like he'd still drop like forty. No, for sure, he's him. Do you think LeBron James would have won the Natty if he went to college? Yeah. You think so? Yeah. That would be so sick to watch. I wish he went. That would be unbelievable. Fuck. LeBron in March Madness. Imagine him at Ohio State just yamming on kids like, oh, my God. Everyone would have him winning in their bracket. Um, yeah. Nick, who's your worst guy that you think could get you to a Sweet 16? Worst guy that could yeah. get me to a Sweet 16? Ah, shit. I like Dougie McFuckers. Doug McDermott. I feel like yeah. that that's air. I, I mean, Mac McClung count. He's not currently in the NBA, right? Oh. Or is he signed to the 76ers? No, he's signed. Mac McClung is probably like the Jesus perfect man. player for that. Because didn't he take Tech to, like, yeah. the Final Four? But they had a great team, though. They had, yeah. like, O'Banner, Terrence oh, okay. Shannon. So you got to be by yourself. But, yeah, Mac McClung. That's a good one. You think he gets the Sweet 16 by himself right now? Right this second. Mac McClung is the perfect player. Does yeah. Mac McClung get you to a Sweet 16 on a mid-major right now in college basketball? I think so. I would like to think so, too. But are we using the dunk contest as recency bias? Yeah. Let's be real. Uh, okay. Yeah, for sure. If I say if I didn't see him do what he did. But he was also did. a dog at Texas Tech. He was a dog at Texas Tech. If I didn't Tech. see him do what he did in the dunk contest, I'd probably say no, no chance. <laughs> <laughs> Which is so dumb because the dunk contest That's shows nothing. nothing about how good they are. No. No, I would, I would say yes. I'd say yes. LaMelo Ball? He's winning a natty, dude. By he's winning himself? a by himself. He's a six-six point guard. Yeah, he's winning the natty. You couldn't guard him. No, he pulls from the logo. No, like, Lonzo Ball. No. Yeah, I don't think so. I don't think so either. Sweet sixteen. I don't think so. No, okay, that's what I was thinking. Lonzo, not Lamelo. My bad. My bad. Lonzo. No, I don't think so. Lonzo. Didn't he do it? In my mind. No, they didn't make the sweet sixteen. I don't think as UCLA. I don't think so. Hmm. I think they got botted early with I his think so team. Too, actually. Because he can't shoot. Yeah. Mm. Oh, Draymond Green right now. Yes. But he doesn't he can't score. Dude, he would win he would go to the sweet sixteen. Draymond fucking green. But he doesn't score. Dude. He would score in this in a March Madness game. And with the jumper? You don't need it. He's not to- passing it and setting screens for Steph Curry anymore. <laughs> True, but I guess if you gave him like Mike Bothwell, he might. Yeah, like, he could probably bust. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I mean, I would say my ideal guy. Mm, who is my favorite? I can't remember now. I mean, Josh if... Kitty's winning me a title. Josh Kitty's winning. Buddy Hield will win me a title. I think the worst guy that could get me to a Sweet Sixteen, Reggie Bullock. A shooter, pure shooter. Mike Muscala. Yeah, Mike Muscala's a good one. Um, this has been another episode of The Bets from the Dojo. We've got a great weekend of college basketball coming up. We got the Waffle House on Monday. We got an episode coming out on Monday. Um, so my plan is to film the episode, then go to the Waffle House. So just leave from here to go to the Waffle House. Um, but yeah, this has been another episode. Let us know in the comments who you think could win a Sweet 16 as the worst player in the NBA. Um but yeah, Trent, let them know where they can find you and, and all the rest. Follow me on TikTok, Twitter, Insta, at Book It With Trent. Follow the Twitch channel at Book It Sports. Tune into the surgical stream every weekday at 1 p.m. Central. Uh, you can find me, Mikey, over at Michael.j on Instagram. And uh, we will, in fact, be seeing. We'll be.